Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was bought it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Let's Talk About Myths, baby. I'm Liv, your host who's run out of clever ways to introduce herself. Now, I know I said I'd do all Pride episodes this month, but we do also need to cover the next Zodiac constellation. So today's episode is all Zodiac, but don't despair, there are more LGBTQ stories to come. Though, surprise, surprise, I'm learning the hard way that even though there are loads of stories featuring these characters in mythology, finding sources where they're told in enough detail is incredibly tricky, so I'm having a lot of trouble finding enough detail to give you stories. Let's get on that, actual academics that are way more knowledgeable and established than me. Research some of those and publish them so I can tell them to my podcast listeners, damn! Anyway, that's all to say, today we're doing the twins, Gemini, but next week will be another Pride-centric episode. Mini-myth, Zodiac constellations, swans, eggs, and the twins, Castor and Polydoces, Gemini. 
The story of the twins of Gemini begin with a story you know from past episodes. In fact, I likely mention these two in passing, knowing that I get to their story in detail sometime in the future. Well, the future is now. God, that was cheesy. You don't always have to say the things that pop into your head, Liv. Castor and Polydeuces are children of Leda. You remember Leda of fucking a swan fame? Leda is the wife of King Tyndarius of Sparta. The story goes that Zeus, appearing in the form of a swan, seduces Leda. We all know that's code, though. Whether she consensually had sex with a swan is not clear, but I'm willing to bet it wasn't wholly consensual because that's fucking weird. But hey, maybe Leda had a really freaky kink and we shouldn't judge her. It's just too hard to say. Regardless, one day Zeus appears to her as a swan and they have sex. They have sex, though, on the same day that she has sex with her own husband, Tyndarius. And the story goes that this was the reason she's impregnated by both men at the same time. I'm not sure the Greeks had the science entirely figured out by this point. When Leda finally gives birth, she births four children. Two the children of Zeus, making them godly. And two the children of Tyndarius, making them boring old mortals. But wait... By birth, in this case, I don't mean like the regular women do. No, Leda fucking lays eggs. Sometimes just the one egg from Zeus with the other kids born like normal, and sometimes two eggs. Either way, eggs, you guys. She lays eggs. But somehow, that's not the most important part of the story. Let's be honest, though, it should be. Anyway, the most important part of the story is the children who are either birthed like normal or hatch from the fucking eggs. Because, yeah, human babies hatch from the eggs. What a world. We all know already, but it's moments like this where I realize why I started the podcast. Eggs. Two of her children you already know so well. Her daughters, Clytemnestra and Helen. Clytemnestra, who goes on to marry Agamemnon and have his children, who eventually teams up with her new lover, her husband's arch-enemy Aegisthus, to kill her own husband. She's famous in her own right. And Helen, oh, Helen, she who, whether by any fault of her own or not, contributes to the start of the most epic and famous war of Greek mythology and kind of the world. But this story isn't about these insane and badass sisters. It's about their brothers. Because of who one of the fathers is, two of the children are typically described as immortal, godly in some way. But who is mortal and who isn't, that varies greatly. So if you're interested, consider subscribing to my Patreon, because I'm definitely doing an episode about these folks. Their stories are endless. In the version I'm telling today, though, Castor and Clytemnestra are mortal. They are the children of Tyndarius, and it's Polydeuces and Helen who are godly, the children of Zeus. All the same, the twins themselves, Castor and Polydeuces, are often referred to as sons of Zeus. Plus, they're twins, so who knows how it could work that they have different fathers. But again, they just didn't have the science down yet. Together, these boys are referred to as the Dioscuri, the striplings of Zeus. The twins, like their sisters, were around just before the Trojan War. 
But unlike Clytemnestra and Helen, their stories intertwine with those of other famous heroes and quests. Castor and Polydeuces helped in the Caledonian boar hunt with Jason and the other Argonauts, as well as the quest for the Golden Fleece. And think back to one of those earliest episodes of this podcast, where I told you about how awful Theseus was. It's her brothers, Castor and Polydeuces, who rescue Helen when Theseus kidnaps her. But that's just their early lives. The true trouble comes later. There's another set of twins, far less famous than the Dioscuri, but twins all the same. Their names are Idas and Lincius, and they're cousins of Castor and Polydeuces. But I won't get into the family tree, because it's confusing as fuck. If for some strange reason you want to know and understand it and learn a fuck ton of names you'll never need again, you can read about them in Robert Graves' Greek mythology. Right now, though... All you need to know is these other twins, Idas and Lincius, are set to marry two sisters, Phoebe and Hilera. But before they can, along come the Dioscuri, Castor and Polydeuces. They also take a liking to these women, and they kidnap them, something, again, often phrased as carrying them off, which is a gross and weird way of saying kidnap. Castor and Polydeuces kidnap Phoebe and Hilera, and one might suppose rape them, because we're told the women give birth to sons of Castor and Polydeuces. As one might imagine, the men originally meant to marry Phoebe and Hilera, Idas and Lincius, are not thrilled that their wives-to-be have been kidnapped by the Dioscuri and have already had children by them. And so, a rivalry forms between these two sets of twins. Meanwhile, Castor and Polydeuces continue on with their lives. It's not clear whether they stayed with Phoebe and Hilera. Sadly, it doesn't seem like it's relevant other than to establish this rivalry between the Dioscuri and Idas and Lincius. Ah, how important women were. Castor becomes a famous soldier, known for his skill in taming horses, and Polydeuces is the best boxer in all of Greece. They're the pride of Sparta, the golden children of the whole region, and they do nothing alone. The Dioscuri are always together. Idas and Lincius are equally connected to each other, though not nearly as famous. How the two sets of twins get to this next point is confusing and varies greatly and in a not-at-all-interesting way across the versions of the story. So all to say, there reaches a point in this rivalry where the two sets of twins are fighting one another. A version says that in this fighting, Polydeuces stabs Lincius and Zeus strikes Idas with a thunderbolt, but not before Castor himself has been stabbed. Remember, it's only Polydeuces who's immortal. Polydeuces is absolutely inconsolable. He and his brother were closer than anyone can understand, and he cannot handle even the notion that he doesn't have his brother anymore. Yet there he is, holding the lifeless body of Castor. 
Zeus is watching, having struck Idas with the thunderbolt in an attempt to help his son, Polydeuces, and he pities the man, sobbing over his beloved brother's body. So, Zeus allows Polydeuces to share some of his godly immortality with his mortal brother. In exchange, with Castor restored to a kind of half-life, the twins will live half of their time beneath the earth in the underworld, and half with the gods on Mount Olympus. It's said that because of their devotion to each other, Zeus places them in the sky as the constellation Gemini. I don't know when this happens, because I thought they were living between the two places, but at some point, Zeus places them in the sky as the constellation Gemini. The twins. Oh, friends, thanks as usual for listening. These Zodiac stories can be quite the tales to tell. I say that mostly in preparation for next month's, which is, of course, Cancer, the Crab, my own Zodiac sign. That one's just fun. Anyway, next week we'll return to Pride stories, and I do hope you enjoyed the story of Gemini. As usual, I'd be eternally grateful if you'd rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Even if you don't listen there, a rating and review is infinitely helpful. I'd also like to announce that I now have my book list available. So if you have any interest in donating to the show, but you'd like to do it in the form of buying me books that I can use or just books, now you can. Just head to my website, mythsbaby.com slash book dash donation, or just mythsbaby.com and click on want to help. That'll get you there too. And that takes you to the instructions and a link for the list. As I mentioned, this will be through my local independent bookstore, Monroe's. It's one of the most wonderful and beautiful bookstores I've ever been to, and I can't wait to support them through you all supporting me with books. I mentioned the link on my social media last week, and so many of you have already bought me books. I'm unbelievably touched and honestly can't believe how wonderful you all are. I haven't picked them up yet, but Lord knows I am going to be posting pictures when I pick them up. Not all are available available right now. And I'm just, I'm so grateful. So I'll be adding more books soon so that there are more options, but there are still a few available for purchase now if you want to donate that way. The books are a mixture of those that will help with future stories and, well, ones that are mythological and I just straight up want. So do with that what you will. I think you could also pretty easily pick one yourself off of Monroe's website that I may not have found and put on the list myself. You just follow the instructions on the page I mentioned above earlier, and you should be able to adapt those instructions to whatever book you want. Anyway, if you choose to do that, to buy me a book at all, thank you. But as usual, if you can't or don't want to, I totally understand. Also, just a final note to say that this episode will definitely have a companion episode available to Patreon subscribers of $5 or more fairly soon, as well as last week's episode that's just a bit late. That's also coming soon and or I've already done it. We'll see. Thank you all again. You're magnificent. I'm Liv, and oh, how I love this shit. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. 
And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was bought it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.